0: Love Talk Radio.
1: Good morning, I am Patrick D. McCoy, the African-American voice in classical music, and I hope that you all had a wonderful, wonderful and prosperous New Year celebration. Today, this is a very special show that we are going to have today, and I'm so honored to have one of New York's finest uh, baritone soloists and musicians living in that city, Courtney Carey, to tell us about a special tribute honoring the late Legendary soprano Shirley Barrett. Welcome, Courtney. Good morning.
2: Good morning. Thank you so very much uh, for having me on your show today. Oh, you're quite welcome. So, Courtney, tell me about Shirley Barrett. I do know that
1: we were all moved and, and touched with her passing in last November. And just tell me about her rich contributions to uh, the arena of opera.
2: Yes. Uh, you know, Shirley Verrett comes from that generation of pioneering singers uh, who had a tremendous and special talent. And uh, it, that generation includes singers like Lantine Price and Martina Arroyo and Grace Bumbry, and Barbara Conrad. You know, the list goes on and on and on. And Miss Verrett's talent was so special and so electrifying and so inspirational that it really was uh, difficult to deny her a place uh, on the the world's greatest stages, both concert and opera. Uh, I mean, I guess we could sort of go down the list, the laundry list of, mm. of, of uh, you know, performances that sort of ring out for people. Uh, but one of the, I think perhaps at least for me, one of the most significant touchstones of her career was that 1975 Macbeth at La Scala di Milano, uh, which really sort of set her apart from the rest of the pack and opened up uh, the floodgates, as it was, uh, for her career, not only as a leading artist, but one who holds a very special and unique place in the performance of opera at large. Uh, Miss Verrett's debut was in 1968 uh, Mm -hmm. in a fabulous production of Carbon. Which at that point was only one year old, and uh, th- of course, there's the 1973 Les Troyen at the Met when uh, she sang both uh, Cassandra and Didon, and uh, the list really does go on and on and on of her mm-hmm. career
1: highlights. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: her, her accompanist, Warren Wilson, was relaying a story to me uh, about a special performance they gave in Vienna in 1977. And he said for him it was the highlight of all the time that they spent together. The audience's response to her talent and the sheer amount of energy that she put out in that performance was so overwhelming that they walked off the stage, both of them almost in tears, uh, because of the <laughs> audience response. So that's the kind of person we're talking about, the, with gifts that were so precious that it was so affecting to the audience that they couldn't even wait till the performance was over before they started to to cheer and applaud. Uh, so this concert, I think, is a, is a wonderful opportunity to reflect and to remember this special lady. Oh, that's so wonderful.
1: Move me towards this this. Uh, concert, this special memorial concert. Who inspired the concept and how did the origins of this particular memorial concert come about?
2: Ah, okay. That's a a funny sort of story. I was in my apartment (laughs) and uh, I was, you know, doing as I normally do every day, playing some music. And this was two days after she passed away. This was November the 7th, 2010. And uh, Mm -hmm. I was playing, I think it was Norma. And uh, I said, you know, it we have to do something, and when I turned around in my apartment, I literally turned a full circle to head towards the bathroom. The idea came to me that we needed to do this. We needed to do this on January the 8th, and we needed to do it in Harlem, and I should say a little bit about the title of the the actual program. It's uh, Harlem Honors Shirley Verrett but it's sort of a misnomer or a little bit nebulous. And I don't want it to seem as if it's an exclusive party. It really is an Mm all-inclusive party. The reason we came up with that name is because she spent many of her days while a student at Juilliard in Harlem at the Ephesus Seventh-day Adventist Church, which is where the concert Mm. was held. And also, a lot of people don't realize this, but she studied privately with the late great composer, Hall Johnson, and she studied Mm. uh, Brahms' leader and art songs as well as spirituals with him in his Harlem studio, and so we felt that this was the perfect place to hold this memorial concert, Uh, so while it says Harlem Honors, uh, it's sort of a reflection of the time that she spent in the the neighborhood and uh, those years at Juilliard and then Subsequent uh, from, I guess, I would say 1965 to about 68, when she made her debut, she was still in that general mm-hmm. area uh, singing and, and working.
1: I think it's such an honor that that so many people are coming together to honor this great singer. Um, do you know, I do, I think I heard uh, briefly there was another memorial tribute in, at the University of Michigan. Do you have any information on that tribute and how did that go over and, and maybe some of the artists who participated or
2: the organizers of that, that particular memorial? Yes. Uh, a friend of mine, uh, Kevin Miller, who has... Have- been a tremendous help, and co-chair of the Harlem Honors Schroeder Verrett uh, Memorial Concert, was telling me a little bit about the program they put together at the University of Michigan, and it actually really was a memorial service for the family and uh, friends and colleagues at the school, and they Mm. are working on something, I think, a little bit larger uh, for a little bit later on in the year. Um, I, I, you know, when we have these kinds of losses, it's oftentimes a little bit difficult to get one's mm-hmm. brain focused on all of the many things that you can do, all of the possibilities that are available to all you. Right. So um, I'm sure that they're going to put together something, a, <clears throat> excuse me, a larger scale uh, in the in the future.
1: So i would be bold to say then, Courtney, that this event is probably then the preeminent musical tribute to the legacy of Shirley Verrett I would be bold to say that
2: and I and would, I be, bold an <laughs> yeah, I would be bold uh, enough to a agree with you Yes and I would be bold to say that's a quite
1: high honor yeah. Oh wow yeah. that is that is such an honor Now, tell me uh I understand that George Shirley the noted uh Metropolitan Opera tenor and Ms Verrett
2: were close friends and colleagues at the
1: University of Michigan is that correct
2: Yes, uh, it was actually at Mr. Shirley's invitation that Miss Verrett ended up going to the University of Michigan, and you know their relationship extends back. Oh my God, uh, I would say from the mm-hmm. 1950s when they both competed in the um, I think it was then called the Metropolitan Auditions of the Air or something like that. Well, basically, now we do mm-hmm. it as the National Council Auditions. Oh. Uh, They competed together. I think he sang Nessun Dorma, and I think she wanted to sing Omea Fernando, but ended up singing, I think it was the Habanera from Carmen. You can't quote me on that, but (laughs) I think it was (laughs) the Habanera from Carmen that sang in that competition. And he won those auditions, and they had a long, long, long friendship, and he invited her to the University of Michigan, where she served as professor, From, I think it was 1996 uh, until uh, just a few years ago when she retired. Oh, my goodness. Courtney, I have
1: a method to my madness. Would you mind being so gracious and tell the listeners how old are you?
2: (laughs) I'm 30 years old. I will be 31 February 22nd of this year.
1: And that is absolutely wonderful. It's so wonderful when you talk to a person uh, with, with such usefulness and zeal that knows so much about this art that sometimes, you know, get the short of the stick. And I think it's something that needs to be preserved and, and cultured and cultivated so that a younger generation can continue to appreciate such singers as the one that we speak of. So I just want to, again, just just thank you for that. That you because it's such it's such a, a breath of fresh air to me. Um, I wanted to to go on to ask you tell me about the different artists, the different eminent artists, the artists who will be featured on
2: this special memorial concert to the late Shirley Barrett. Ah yes. So uh, the first person I called when I conceived this program was Barbara Conrad. Barbara Conrad is a legend, and she's a legendary mezzo-soprano who herself is enjoying uh, several tributes, including a documentary that AT&T has put together called When I Rise, and they both studied with Hall Johnson, and I felt that was the most significant connection that we could make to sort of string all of this together uh, as Harlem presents this program. And as soon as I called her, she said, count me in, no problem at all. Mm. And uh, she sang for eight seasons at the Metropolitan Opera and all over the world and was a a very, very prominent recitalist and actually recorded her first CD at the Convent Avenue Baptist Church in Harlem. There again, another Harlem yes uh there again another harlem connection um in addition to miss conrad warren wilson her longtime pianist has graciously agreed to come and offer some reflections on miss Ferret. and theirs was a very special relationship and kevin and i had an opportunity to go to his home and sit and speak with him and interview him uh, as we prepared all this and i tell you i i'm not one who gets teary-eyed very often But there were a few moments when he was talking that I really, really welled up with some very, very strong emotions because you could feel how very special their relationship was. And so he's going to come and offer a tribute as well. And we're very, very honored that Dr. Christopher Brooks, the co-author of her autobiography, I Never Walked Alone, has given us many, many, many pictures for a video montage that we are putting together. And he is also going to come and speak, and we're very honored to have him. And he has been a mm-hmm. tremendous help as we've organized all of this. I mean, any time I call him to ask any questions, he's always been very, very willing to answer whatever questions we've had and sent us, again, all of those wonderful photos that are in the book as well as some that have never been released for the general public's uh, viewing. So we're very honored to have him. And we'll also have some written tributes and some singing, of course. And uh, <laughs> I can't give it all away because we do want the audience to be surprised by some of it. But uh, it's going to be a wonderful, wonderful evening. Oh, my
1: goodness. It is absolutely wonderful. And when you mentioned uh, the recording at Comet, Avenue Baptist Church. I remember when I saw that recording and I bought it because it's actually on the Naxos label, in which they present wonderful, um, you know, classical music CDs. But the music director there, Gregory Hopkins, is really a staple uh, in the black music, black uh, classical music scene, especially in that New York scene, and, and, and that's what really drew me to buy the disc. So it's wonderful that you mentioned that recording. At this moment, I want to take a moment to bring on um, the air with us on the broadcast, um, classical pianist Richard Alston. Mr. Alston actually uh, had some experiences working with Shirley Barrett. And, Richard, welcome.
0: Hello. Thank you for having me.
1: Thank you so much for joining Courtney and I as we reflect on Shirley Barrett. Share with us um, some of your experiences you had working with her or what was your first encounter like when you uh, met Shirley Barrett.
0: Well, well, I have a Harlem collection also. I was a piano instructor at the Harlem School of the Arts for several years. And uh, mm-hmm. Betty Allen, bless her, uh, invited me to perform on one of their radio songs. And I had heard that Miss Vervette was going to be there, and I was a major fan of hers. I saw her perform Samson and Delilah at the Metropolitan. And I had a rare recording ...that she made. I knew it was rare because when you looked at it, it wasn't on a major label, and it was called How Great Thou Art. It consists of all hymns and spirituals. When I ran into her in the elevator, I took the album out, and she was so surprised because she said that was an album she made especially for her father, and she autographed it to me. So that was the first time we met. The second time, there was a tribute to the late, great Baritone William Warfield... And I was performing on the program, and she was one of the guests who was going to speak and honor him and There's a wonderful picture that we took together at that concert and Then the third was the most special an organization called The Lynx here in New Jersey uh, when her book came out, invited her to do a book signing and a master class and I mm-hmm. went to Westminster choir college and Listen to several singers, and what was so great about this was that before the master class, the day before, we had dinner, myself and several members of the Lynx, and she was so gracious and telling stories. But the thing I will always remember is that she stopped at a moment because I had so many questions to ask her, and she said, Richard, let's just hold on for a minute, and she turned to the ladies and the Links and she said, tell me about you. And she asked each woman to turn tell about themselves. And I thought that was so so gracious. In fact, you could talk about tears welling up. That was just, to me, the epitome of humanity and love for everyone. And so uh, I don't know if uh, you told this story yet, but when I saw about this concert happening uh, in your email, I immediately emailed you and said, if possible, could I participate? And uh, thank you, Corey, for inviting me. And uh, I look forward to this very, very special occasion.
1: Well, well, thank you so much, Rich. And what will you be playing on the concert?
0: I, I selected Rigoletto Paraphrase. Uh, this is a concert transcription of the quartet from Rigoletto by Verdi. And the reason I picked it was because she recorded... The role of the gypsy. I can't think of the the, the the character's name. She recorded this opera on Angel with Pavarotti and June Anderson. And I just recently downloaded the quartet to add some inspiration. So I was playing it in my car this morning with her singing.
1: Oh, my goodness. Well, thank you so much for joining us and giving us a reflection on Sugar Red. And I know that the listeners at the concert, all the attendees, are going to be truly blessed by your piano playing. I understand that you have another concert coming up soon as well. Is that correct, Richard?
0: Yes. I'm performing a concert called Classically Black at Rutgers University in Camden on February 2nd. And also I'll be performing Rhapsody in Blue with the Orchestra Ensemble mm-hmm. des Monde on February 12th, Saturday, February 12th. And so I'm busy practicing with, for those concerts, too. So let's, know, let's to the another classically wonderful... Black, the Classically Black uh, composers mm-hmm. of all African descent, from Chevalier to St. George to George Walker, Nathaniel Dent, Margaret Bonds, Florence Price, And I'll be telling the audience a little bit about each composition before I play it. I'm sorry, you were about to say.
1: That's wonderful. I was just going to say the the listeners have another wonderful, magnificent uh, African-American classical uh, musician to look forward to hearing and supporting these wonderful uh, performances. Do you have a website address that you could give us?
0: Yes. Yes, I would love it if people would go there. It's www.RichardCAlston.com. All one word. dot com. So that's R I C H A R D C A L S T O N. dot com.
1: Okay, thank you so much, Richard. Have a great day. My pleasure. Thank you so much. That was that was Richard Austin sharing with us. Who will also be featured on the special uh, tribute for Shirley which is going to be on Saturday, January the eighth at 7 o'clock p.m. at the Ephesus Seventh-day Adventist Church in Harlem. Cordy, was there anything else that you wanted to say about the concert that the audience, that the uh, concert attendees might need to know before coming?
2: Yes, uh, actually. The one thing that we had to do in order to do this concert, and it was sort of very important for me, was to make sure that, first of all, that admission was free. But... Mm -hmm. As the admission is free, we are asking for those who are able to make some kind of contribution during our free will offering, and that contribution will be sent to the University of Michigan to the attention of Dean Daniel Washington, who is the head of uh, academic Recruitment at the University of Michigan, and those funds will go towards the establishment of a scholarship named in Miss Lorette's honor. And I think that it is very, very important that, you know, while we are remembering and reflecting on Miss Verrett, we don't lose sight of one very important thing that she discussed. And I don't know that many people have heard this, a singer's roundtable with Grace Bunbury, Martina Arroyo, Reri Grist, and Miss Verrett. And I can't remember if it was a performance of Hansel and Gretel or if it was Carmen. I can't remember right now. But at that roundtable, she discussed how important it was for us to continue to encourage young singers who aspire to do opera or any classical medium and i think that with these funds and giving them to the university of michigan to start a scholarship in her her honor is perhaps a in addition to you know honoring this for it is perhaps one of the most important things about this entire evening so that we can inspire some young person with you know funds and with the 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 memory of this great artist to continue uh to persevere and really really make a go of this classical music uh opera recital and concert medium. Wonderful. I want to
1: say thank you so much Courtney Carey for sharing with us about this very special tribute concert in, in memory of the late legendary soprano Shirley Verrett and we certainly think concert is Richard Austin for also joining us who will be featured on that concert. I want to do recap for the uh, listeners. This concert is themed and called Harlem Honor's uh, Shirley it will take place on Saturday, January 8th at 7 o'clock p.m. at the Ephesus Seventh Day Adventist Church in Harlem, New York. And the concert is free, but we are asking, and I am saying we, because even though I won't be there, I feel like I'm there in spirit. We are asking that you do give up, give up your, your donations, if you can, uh, that will help to support further uh, endeavors of, of young students um, in the area of opera and classical music. Thank you both so much for joining me today. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. Okay. Again, listeners, that was Courtney Carey and also concert pianist Richard Austin talking about a special tribute to the late legendary soprano Charlotte Barrett, which will take place in Harlem, New York on January the 8th at the Ephesus Seventh day Adventist Church at 7 o'clock p.m. That program is free, and we do ask that you come and support the legacy of this magnificent artist. Shirley Barrett was an extremely wonderful soprano, and we will miss her rich legacy, but actually that will still live on through her many recordings and through video um, presentations. Again, I am Patrick D. McCoy, the African-American voice in classical music, and stay tuned for our next edition, which will be a special, and I mean special, celebrity interview with a very special artist. So keep posted. Follow me on Twitter at Patrick D. McCoy, or you may look me up on Facebook, Patrick D. McCoy on Facebook as well. Again, this is Patrick D. McCoy, the African-American voice in classical music, and I wish you a great day.